cliffcentral.com. Well, there are a couple of people here on the staff who are a bit nervous about me interviewing our next guest, <laughs> but I'm very interested in what he's doing. And I also think that yeah, people are so hypocritical when it comes to what they are and aren't prepared to engage with. Engage with is the that's the right way to put it. <laughs> His name is Tristan Cup. He is a theology graduate, but most importantly, he is a friendly Satanist. That's correct. Okay, so there's a lot to take in before we've even done a proper introduction. Um, just being a theology student, theology always was the study of God and Jesus. I mean, yes. that's where it comes from in the university system. Basically. So did they have a problem with you uh, enrolling in theology and de deciding that you needed to study Satanism in so particular? So it's, it's actually ironic because when I started… Especially the Universität von right? Yeah, exactly. But you see, the, the thing is that… Um, I wasn't a Satanist when I started out with my theology studies. I did my When bachelor. did Satan take your soul? <laughs> well, um, basically, uh, I, I was doing my bachelor's in theology and then finished, and then I uh, encountered a tiff with the Dutch Reformed Church about their stance on LGBTQ rights. And, you know, because one of my friends asked me, you know, what does the Bible say about homosexuality and such? And I tried to vociferously defend her and, you know, do my own research to try and find out the, the facts as opposed to the the, um, the myths. And essentially, um, I finished my bachelor's and started questioning on the sexual ethics. My independent research paper for my Bachelor of Divinity was about the sexual ethics on the Bible. And basically, I tried to analyze how, what the biblical texts say about sexuality. But it's quite, I mean... In Afrikaans, you'd say fun self sprechend Yes, exactly. God but, doesn't mince his words, yeah, so to speak. Well, He's kind of like, if you're this, you get, get to live and be happy and go to heaven afterwards. If you're like this, you must be stoned to death. Yeah, well, that's the thing. 90% of um, sexual conjecture. He's not, or, he's not <coughs> hiding the ball. No, no, no. But you see, 90% of the ethics, per se, um, derived from Pauline literature, which is merely um, you know, a late development in Christianity. And But I'm talking Old Testament yes, stuff. Yes, well, I mean, Old, Old Testament Old Testament sexual, stuff, God was very clear. Yeah, well, the Old Testament sexual ethics is basically, you know, a woman who has been raped inside a city and did not scream out for help will be stoned. And, yeah. you know, if a man and, and, violates and, and, and angels can come and, and rape women as well. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but definitely no homosexuality. Well, uh, you see, uh, in the ancient texts, um, that is a bit of a, a, a mistranslation because of the fact that the Old Testament says nothing about homosexuality whatsoever. Listen, um, I never thought I'd, ha I'd see the day where I would be sitting here having a discussion about Old Testament texts <laughs> regarding sexual ethics well, my with a Satanist. So this is very exciting. Let's just, we'll save that for later. Okay. Let's get into you and your story first, because otherwise we'll be distracted. Right. Yes. So tell me, you said you weren't a Satanist when you enrolled. No. You were interested in theology. Basically, yes. So like a lot of, I think, very smart people, you must have been intrigued by all the religious practices, all the religious sets of beliefs. You must have done quite a lot of reading. Absolutely. Um, I remember at school, not because I'm smart, but because I was interested in this mm -hmm. stuff, I wanted to know how Buddhism worked. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what the fundamentals of Hinduism and Judaism yes. and Christianity and Islam were, why they appealed to so many people, mm. uh, what the differences between them might be, where their origins might might uh, you know have, have originally been. All of that stuff is fascinating to, mm. I think, people who are interested in pursuing the questions about what are we doing here. Yeah. Where are we from? Who do we serve? Yeah, exactly. Is that where it started with you? 
Yes, basically. Um, I did a lot of research on my own times because I became disillusioned with Christianity during my studies um, because of the fact that I studied theology and, you know, treated or approached the, the biblical texts from a critical perspective, from a pure academic perspective. Because from my stance, I was hearing, this pastor told me that, this, this pastor told me this, and nary the two shall meet. And I was curious in my quest to understand things more, to find out the answers for myself. And the only answers I could find was within academia and in my research um, that I did for myself, because I thought that if nobody was going to give me a clear answer, I'll do my research myself and compare the facts and sources. Was it that people weren't giving you a clear answer? And I mean no disrespect by this. No, of course. Or was it that you weren't hearing the answers you wanted to hear? Because no. a lot of critical <laughs> theory comes from people just not dealing with reality very well. And in religious studies, it's arguable that there's any reality at all. Correct. I'm the friendly atheist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or just let's get that out there. But critical theory at, at universities tends to be a grievance study for people who don't fit in with the normal coursework. Mm. And they try to find answers and then retrofit those answers yes. to their lifestyle. So that's that what, wasn't what you were no, doing. No, no. And and the, you you see that is it's, it's a common um, argument I quite hear when I'm in conversation with with some religious individuals who who, who try to aver that um, you know I'm searching for facts to justify my own sin you know if I'm to put it in quotation marks so the idea behind it was just to figure out how or why at least you know this 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 Christian God called Jesus Christ who promotes loving thy neighbor and as thyself do not judge. Yet, you know, as soon as the idea of homosexuality or as soon as the idea of individuals who are different comes into conversation, automatically there is a, I'd say, a dissonance where that kind of idea of love thy neighbor is obfuscated. So the idea that individuals, you no, know... But, but, <coughs> all right, again, I mean, I hate to be personal here, but mm -hmm. is this because your own sexuality was ambiguous or perhaps no i'm, I'm completely straight i just you i are? just couldn't so it wasn't it wasn't that you were looking for answers no. even for your gay friends then yeah you I, said I, a gay I, friend I, asked yeah you. My, my friends my friend i i hung out with the with you know what what people would perceive the sinners you know the the kind of social detractors the individuals who did not fit in exactly you know at university <laughs> too and the idea of seeing this sort of um discrimination towards individuals just for who they are based on some Doctrine was something that was confounding to me. I couldn't understand it. But okay, I mean, at a basic <clears throat> level, and again, I do want to return to the biographical mm -hmm. stuff in a minute, mm -hmm. but discrimination has been given, like Satanism, a bad name. Absolutely. Because to discriminate is just to figure out what the differences are and decide which side you prefer. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like the purple Smarties, other mm -hmm. people like the red ones. Yeah. You just separate them out and you take yeah. the purple ones, yeah, yeah. I'll take the red ones. Mm -hmm. I don't think that being discriminated against is necessarily a reason for us to develop a whole new religion or to part ways with an existing mm -hmm. religion or to even have a religion. I think... Um, Why does religion have to bear the, the cost and responsibility for discrimination? Because when I there's so many other things that can be blamed yeah, just as easily. Yeah, I, I hear your, your perspective, but I think in turn it's about the idea of being disingenuous to one's own moral or ethical philosophy. If you preach inclusivity, if you promote inclusivity, the idea of inclusivity should be paramount in your religious narrative. Um, especially if you look at Buddhism, the idea of um, suffering and how suffering 
relates to one's own lived experience and how the development of that suffering relates to one's own enlightenment um, should serve as a guideline. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't hypocrites everywhere. I'm just saying that it's as easy if, if you ascribe yourself to a certain set of principles, it's as easy as just adhering to So you're to just them. holding people to their own standards? Correct. Okay, but it does sound like a lot of leftist Foucaultian claptrap too. Yes, well, um, I've personally engaged with a lot of Foucault. And, um, and you came I'm, out alive? Yeah. <laughs> and without wanting yeah. to kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, but I actually, that's a lot of steaming bullshit if ever I've seen it. hundred percent. And I, I met and a girl the other day who told me she'd been studying Foucault for three years. And I said, and what have you learned? Oh, and my she condolences. Yeah. And she couldn't tell me any, anything useful except to tear down systems. Yes. Well, right? I, I've, I haven't. And, and I just, the reason I'm, I'm zoning in on this mm -hmm. at the moment is because I don't want people to immediately dismiss you. No. As being one of those, let's just tear it all down. Mm -hmm. I'm a destructive the kind of Satanists they're told about when mm. they're young and impressionable and their brains are still soft and they're taught fear. Mm. If, you're, if I'm going to take you seriously, I need yeah. to know that you're not some leftist loser from a university <laughs> who spent too much time doing, no. doing a, a master's degree on something that no one will ever read. I no. just want to establish that up front so yes. that we can give you a chance to really yes. explain yeah. what you do. Yeah, well, <clears throat> so um, back to Foucault, I did a lot of research on Foucault's uh, history of sexuality, um, where he speaks about we the Victorians and the idea that sexuality has been repressed since the 11th century due to uh, religious stigma where, for example, women are blamed for the fact that men have sexual desires and therefore women ought to dress modestly and, you know, are stoned uh, and again, referencing the Old Testament conjecture, the idea that women are blamed for men's desires and for men's incapability of, you know, controlling themselves. And, you know, the idea of asceticism has damaged sexuality and the idea of self-expression. And that's where my passion centralizes around, the idea of sexuality and one's um, there's a, is it an important part of Satanism? Absolutely. One of the satanic tenets is one's body is inviolable and subject to one's own will alone. That you own your own meat. Yes, precisely. The, the anecdote of my body, my choice, you know. That's right, Tristan, spread my name. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. So, all right, let's take this seriously for a second. So you go to university, you're yes. studying theology, you have your own schism with Christianity. Yeah. What, what do you mean schism? Well, you break off from it. I wouldn't say it's a schism because um, a lot of people tend to fall into that pitfall and saying that I owe my identity to Christianity. Whereas no, no, the you're separating. Uh, it's like, um, you know, the Orthodox and the Catholic Church split in the, in the Yes, well, that's a, that's a denomination. Whilst Satanism is not necessarily a um, separation or a new schism, uh, Someone should tell the Russian, yeah, it's, Russian it's, Orthodox. It's not they're, a just, schism they're just a denomination. It's not a denomination. Right. But, but then, I mean, what is the relationship between Satanism and Christianity? Because you must have gone from one to another. It's not as if you suddenly became a uh, uh, Shintoist. Yeah. Well, actually, they that's, are related. Yeah, well, that's an and that's an interesting story because um, after I got disillusioned with Christianity, I became an atheist for a while, um, and I still am an atheist as a Satanist. Um, I just um, try to explain to people that Satanism is just is atheists who enjoy, you know, dressing up as goths, um, if I am to put it comically. But right, so it's cosplay. Yeah, basically, cosplaying atheists. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to yeah. completely 
destabilize the whole thing here that I was going to try and take you seriously. Yeah. Uh, so the idea of, of, of Satanism is actually connoted to an ideology of what's called post-theism. You've, you've got atheism, which is something that was born out of the Aufklärung or the Enlightenment era in the 18th century, and you know, in the Victorian era of what we referred to earlier, uh, in, which is also mentioned in Foucault's um, literature. However, the idea of post-theism acknowledges that religion and religiosity and gods essentially is something that is archaic and belonging to a chron uh, chronology of human history that is no longer applicable or relevant in today's society. Um, we've got science today. You think we live in a post-religious world? Correct. Um, the, the idea I, I of mean, where I, Nietzsche I, I has got his dot. A few, yeah, I have a few billion people who beg to differ. Oh, in, in All over. Way? Yeah, uh, you know, religious uh, Muslims, Christians, and Jews for starters. Yeah, well, we live Let essentially alone the in Buddhists a, and the Hindus. We, we live in a in a sort of what they call a post. You're in the age. If that's the case, you and I are in a minority for our Absolutely. beliefs, but it doesn't mean that we can categorically declare it a post religious state. And no, it does absolutely. sound like the postmodernists saying no, that we live in a you know in a world after history. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't live in such a society per se. Um, in certain areas, yes, these narratives are de facto, but not example in third world countries such as South Africa, maybe in Europe um, and other developed countries, these ideas of post-secularism and post-theism is applicable. But I think ideologically wise, and you know, if you want to use the term in ivory tower universities, yeah. this is the places discourse. Where, places where people smell their own farts. Basically. Precisely. So, it, again, how seriously must the rest of us take this? But thing? you see, that's what I wanted to change. And that's why I went to social media as the friendly Satanist, okay. because of the fact that I wanted to remove the discussion from So me. let's start there, because for a lot of people who might encounter you for the first time now, they've just heard us talking about the ideology and, you know, um, and your, your, a bit of your personal story, more of mm. which we'll, we'll probably get later. Mm -hmm. um, they, they look at this and they go, the friendly Satanist. You've just said... And I'm reading between the lines here, so mm -hmm. correct me where I'm wrong. Satanism isn't really in contradiction to Christianity, a religion per se. It's like it's a set of beliefs. You said you're a Satanist atheist. Um, it's not related to the concept of Satan as per the Christian and Jewish texts. No, or because is it? of the fact that the idea of Satan as an anthropomorphic entity was a development of later Christotheological. Doctrine. So then isn't it a branding problem? Actually I mean, not. Couldn't this be Actually solved not. by because better marketing? It, it like, depends. Why call yourself a Satanist it's then? Because Come up with a new term. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, I've, I've heard that argument as well. And it's about, it depends on what you read. Because if you listen or read rather, um, but you're, you're, John Milton's Paradise all, Lost, for All example. your work is ahead of you. If you choose to call yourself a Satanist, you first have to disabuse people of the notion that this is a terrible, bad thing, that you're worshipping the enemy of God. But you see, it's it's because the premise in and of itself as Satan, as the enemy of God, is I mean, wrong. Are you, do you want to suffer? No, because not you're, necessarily. You're just, just having the name friendly Satanist. I like the friendly part. <laughs> yeah. But the Satanist part is just immediately you're cutting yourself out of even getting through to people because they see that and they run a mile. No, but you see, that actually is quite the contrary to my experience. I've had people who engage with me more. And they've, for example, first hated me. And that's what I want to achieve, the idea of um, provoking yeah, it's, it's like, conversation. But it's like calling yourself the slightly less racist. But you see, that's different. <laughs> it's not, not going to win people over. No, but you see, the idea of, of, of Satan is more a concept that is 
um, stigmatized. And I'd say, um, you know, it, it's basically a problem, a problem of indoctrination where the Christian, the Christian doctrine is unaware of the facts in the Bible that Satan in and of itself doesn't exist in the Bible. The idea of Satan, I, I don't, I don't if know you read the ancient mean. Hebrew text, just hear me out for a moment. If you read the Hebrew texts, you'll see the word Satan in Hebrew means adversary or opposer. But there's different iterations of the word. Linguistically speaking, you've got Lissatan or Hasatan. Lissatan is frequently used in the Old Testament Tanakh as a pejorative towards someone who is an adversary in general. If you are an adversary of me, you are automatically a Satan. There are numerous texts in the Old Testament where um, a lot of kings in the Old Testament is described as a Satan. But if you actually go into the mythology of the Hebrew Old Testament, you'll see that the Canaanite pantheon plays a huge part and where the opposer is a part of this Canaanite pantheon before Israel uh, or the, the Israelite community in the biblical texts became monotheistic, they were divided between North and South Israel. And as soon as the Davidian monarchy arrived, they immediately became monotheistic. And that's where this one God, Yahweh, was prioritized. And yes, but isn't this true of all religions that they develop absolutely, along these lines? Absolutely, 100%. So again, I have to ask, well, why choose the Satanist part? Because, and I don't have a problem mm. with this. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that. It's just, this is bad marketing. Actually, you know... It's like saying this is a packet of puke. Would you like to taste it? <laughs> no. Just I, because people already have... You are not going to completely change the definition of Satanist in your lifetime. No. For most of these people you engage with. No. So you're choosing a, a rod for your own back. Yes, but I'm also simultaneously <laughs> using it as a vehicle to to change discourse because of the fact that I found personally throughout my own um, experiences, just classifying myself as an atheist, people don't listen. Um, it's but like, oh, you, just another atheist. What do you atheist. care if you're an atheist? No, 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 but you're not trying to win them over. No, I'm trying to facilitate change, Gareth, and that's my, my, my raison d'etre. Okay, so that's cool. And, and I want to look into that for a second, but you could take a lot of this stuff, the, the Satanism I've read about and understood, you could call it selfishism or something, or selfism. Or egocentrism. Even. Egocentrism, cool. And then it's got a philosophical Spin-off. shine to it. Yeah. So people aren't immediately you know, horrified and put off. Because there are going to be those tunnies in the church who mm-hmm. will just, you know, people here who said they don't want to be in the room with you. And I mean, these are people I love and work with. Mm. But they're like, oh, we can't have a Satanist among us. I was like, guys, I promise you're just a human. Exactly. Um, and there are, there are things in this world that are worth being scared of. With, Precisely. With, For example, with all due Christian respect, you, you may be quite mean and... and, and <clears throat> Maybe yeah. you're horrible. Maybe you're horrible to people you've known yeah. for a long time. But I certainly didn't get the impression that you were going to come and take my soul. This morning, <laughs> no, 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 you know? no, no. But my, my, you know, as as opposed to marketing, and it, and it's and it's you know from a communications point of view, um, if we're talking about bad PR, why isn't the same narrative or rather the same perspective applied to Christian racists or individuals who are fascist? Um, and well, promote think, themselves think, as Christian. I think they're having a tough time. Because yeah, but not see, that I feel sorry for them. No, no, no. But I but think they're see, having a tough time on no, but, social but media. You see, at and, the and, and that's and that's um, I'd say um, you know something that irks me is the fact that I get a bad rep for affiliating myself with this um, anthropomorphic deity, a, Chris, a creation of of Christianity to scapegoat everything they are afraid of with, 
And instead of acknowledging there are issues within their own congregations, in their own churches, there's just being a blind eye turned and it's, oh, it's all the devil's fault. It's, mm. you know, blame Satan for it. He's sure. the evil one. He's this guy who's trying to come and sacrifice your cats. Whereas that's none of what we want to do, you know. But what is Christianity if not a great big scapegoat cult? Correct. You just pile your sins on Jesus and he goes and dies Exactly. You. but so you don't have to take responsibility correct. for yourself. Look, you and I will have lots to talk about <laughs> when it comes to religion, but- the friendly Satanist, what do you do online all the time? Like you said your your reason for existence is to is to engage with people and to change their their opinion on things or to or to give them an, another outlook. Yes. Another point basically. of view. So how does this work? Do people come to you and say, Hey, listen, tell me about Satanism? Because there are yes. I've got questions here that <laughs> a bunch of people asked about. You know, do you worship a literal Satan? Do you perform animal sacrifices? Uh do you want to to get people to sell their souls and no, to commit evil no. deeds. No, no, we'll get into all of that. But what do you do it for? For me, um, just to <clears throat> tell people where they're wrong. So, firstly, for me, it's to engage in conversation because I think the most, I believe life is the grand discussion table and engaging in controversial ideas. There are, or, or let me put it this way, there's this idea that some conversations are not to be had in certain circles, you know, certain topics that are not to be encroached. I don't believe in that. I don't believe that. Um, anything and everything is up for conversation and up for debate. And my honest opinion with regard to these things and my approach to social media was to basically use a form of aesthetic terrorism. And that's quite a term to unpack, but it's something that I find quite descriptive of my my persona in the sense of that I use my aesthetic, meaning my language and the way I present myself to provoke people to think for themselves because of the fact that I found that engaging in conversations mildly and diplomatically does not afford an individual the opportunity to think for themselves. And my honest opinion is that I want people to think for themselves. I'm not here to convert anyone. I'm not here to haul everyone over to my side even. I just want people to think critically. And I'm tired of having a voice muffled and I think that the idea of the friendly Satanist was also a marketing perspective of the idea of you. You've got this controversial word, Satan, that is loaded with so much preconceptions. And here's the word friendly that automatically creates a psychological dissonance, you know, a negatory um, experience versus a positive response that essentially creates dissonance and, you know, forces an individual to engage. It's this big question mark that forces an individual. Well, what do you care? Though? I mean, uh, again, I'm just, I'm interested in the motive. Mm. What's it doing for you? Me? I'm having conversations with individuals who are alone in their but, instances. But you can talk to the woman who packs the bag at the checkers and have a better conversation. That's I don't, don't discredit that, and no. that's something I still do. But no. I enjoy the fact of having a platform and reaching an audience where there's a lot of teenagers, for example, who have sent me messages and told me like, listen, I can't be who I am because of my mother who's constantly forcing the Bible down my throat. Or certain people who are, you know... Um, restricted from who they are as individuals due to the fact of their, their their contexts. We're not growing up in a society where the constitution provides, for example, across the board socially, freedom of religion. It's this idea of that if you're not Christian, if you're not white, if you're not heterosexual, um, if you don't look a certain way, then essentially you are automatically ostracized. And I think that um, in a less implicit sense, my persona represents everything that um, is basically ostracized in society because 
as someone who grew up Afrikaans, I have this idea of, of exposure to a certain culture and a certain mindset. I grew up Dutch Reformed. Um, I, you know, went through various churches from Happy Clappy churches to the Methodist churches to, um, you know, some of the more, you know, fringe churches even to try and explore this idea of Christianity and religion as a homogenous group. And as soon as I realized it's not an homogenous group and I have respect for individuals for their freedoms, I frequently realized that unfortunately everybody in, for example, um, certain Abrahamic religions tell you, come as you are, but there are certain preconceptions or certain um, criteria added. It's a sort of T's and C's apply um, in the background. And that's something I wanted to oppose because of the fact that um, I can't, you know, there are other people who are robbed of their freedoms um, just because of who they are. And I find it's, you know, unfair. Um, I find that certain things are just not okay. And I tried to change the things from within the church back when I was a Christian theologian. But then again, I just found out that these individuals are just trying to, to, to navigate the discourse to fit their own, um, their, their own motives. You know, it's all about power. It's all about money. It's all about, you know, influence. And to me, it's about empowering the individual and saying that in a society, in a, in a context, so in a you, culture. As a, as a, a Satanist, do you believe in altruism? Because it sounds like you're, I don't you're, believe there's it sounds such like you're moving thing. towards altruism in your own goal here. Perhaps, but to help other people. But people talk like this. I don't believe. I don't believe in altruism. No, so I don't either. I always am very suspicious of people who are just absolutely trying to help. no. I, I don't um, think that there is such a thing as altruism so, because we're all doing things for our own so, benefit. So and forgive me, but I mean a bit of pop psychology, right? Yes. You strike me as a sort of person. You've got a very good brain. You're a bit of a contrarian. You will take the opposite point of view sometimes just to prove a point. Mm -hmm. It may not even be what you believe. Yeah. And that's what smart people should do. In a, in a debate situation, you don't get to choose the side. Mm -hmm. You just have to proffer the case yes. for whoever it is. Yes. Great. And I can see you're good at that. And I can see you, you think fast, you think <laughs> on your feet, right? But you've also got a bit of a like an attraction to the taboo. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it gives you a sense of satisfaction. Absolutely to kind of poke at people's sacred cows. Yes. Right? So that's part of this. Yes. Again, I'm, this is pure pop psychology. 100%. Here. There seems to be a little bit of bitterness and resentfulness about the background mm -hmm. in terms of people telling you what to do. You've got a rebellious person. Yes. You didn't enjoy that. No. Religion was imposed on you. You resent that. Yes. Fair enough. So far, am I getting it really more 100%. or less right? Okay, Absolutely. 100%. Okay, good. And then there's also this craving for belonging, finding your own new sense of community. 100%. With people who, like you, felt like outcasts. Yes. This isn't a religion, though. This is no. just like, this is like a few sessions of therapy and everything's good. And I'm not, that's mm -hmm. not, I'm not being in any way yeah, nasty or defamatory <laughs> or trying to make you seem less <laughs> no, than because... I do think that belonging is important to a mm -hmm. lot of people. And I see that there are thousands, if not millions of people all over the world who wake up in the morning feeling like they just don't yeah. belong anywhere and they're yeah. sick of being told what yes. to do. People, and especially in very conservative societies, yes. I get that's a big problem. Yes. And you're, you've got a, an interest in fairness yes. and in openness. Yeah, it's my ADHD. <laughs> but that's all good, right? It doesn't, it's not a religion though. No, but you see... Um, <sighs> I understand that's that that sense the, the the point of view, and um, I think that 
religion is a term that is very much misunderstood due to the fact that um, if you delve into comparative religion and the idea of a definition of religion, the idea of religion is not just referential to a homogenous group or a group that basically worships. It's essentially a group that is, you know, resem- that that surrounds around uh, around the same ideology. You know, there's a a it's certain a set of, it's a set of there's values sacred and texts, values there's and sacred principles. places. There's no, but, but it doesn't rituals. have to be. It doesn't have to be things. It in, if you if you break it all down. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm coming at this from an atheist point of view, so we yeah. may have a lot yeah, in yeah. common there. It's a set of morals and principles yeah. that you agree to abide by, yes, and that you take as your understanding of how the world works. Yes, is that not a Good base definition. Don't include religion, rituals, no, no, I ceremonies, think, I think, buildings, people I dressing think, up. And that's the thing, you know, back to the concept of fairness. And you used the term contrarian earlier, which reminded me of a quote I read from the late Christopher Hitchens, which is someone I very much look up to. Um, he wrote a book called Letters to a Young Contrarian, where he said, never be a spectator to unfairness or stupidity. The grave will supply plenty of time for silence. And that's something that quite spoke to me. And in the terms of, of Satanism, if you look at organizations such as the Satanic Temple in the United States and what they do for, for religious rights and religious freedom, it's the idea of applying yourself as a religion to combat the conservative ideologies, to combat this idea of the infringement of human rights. Um, you know, because of, but if of, it of, weren't for Christianity, we wouldn't have human rights. That's not true. Oh, it all. is. No. I mean... It, Judeo-Christian society and civilization led to the Enlightenment. They can't. It's it's, it's Actually, whether it's Roman a child, society, the, the Romans it's, were responsible for that, I, and and Roman society was subsumed by Christianity. Only I mean, after uh, the eighth we, century, we can argue about this. But the stepchild of a religious Europe was the Enlightenment, and without the Enlightenment, we don't have. But but the Copernican, and, and, yeah. and we don't have we don't yeah. have. Uh, Rousseau, and we don't have any of these people, yeah. as much as they all turned their backs, or most of them did, on yeah. religion. Yeah. And I'm sympathetic to that mm-hmm. cause. Without Judeo-Christian fundamentals, you don't have the idea of the individual, which is essentially, a, this is a, comes from Christianity, the idea of the individual having God-given rights, that you were made in the image of God. That doesn't exist before Christianity. Actually, that does in Quran in, in the Islamic the Quran, philosophy, the which Quran was is la- after. Yeah, the, yeah, after. I'm saying That's before great. that. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's, no, in, there's no, and the golden rule, sure, you could say that predates Christianity, but yeah. the idea of individual sovereignty has to come with Judeo-Christianity. No, actually, that was very prominent in ancient um, religions, such as the ancient Sumerians, also had that kind of identity of the the, the humanity being made in the image of gods. And the idea of that, you know, we share a common ancestry with divinity. However, as an ideology, it was only substantiated after the Roman Empire due to the fact that the Roman Empires had this idea of that they assigned their divine rulership to a deity in the fact that they were sons of God. And that's where the ideology of the son of God, per se, in the biblical texts no, certain, come from. No, no, no. Hang on. Roman history is my favorite subject. Okay. The Romans very much believed that certain among them were sons and daughters of gods, but yes. others were not. I mean, plebs, no, I agree. plebs didn't have as, as many rights as the patricians and, and the yes. slaves had no yes. rights at all. Exactly. And the Romans didn't believe that barbarians beyond the Danube had any rights at all. I agree, yes. And they, they thought that people with tattoos were criminals or prisoners uh, or sailors. Mm. And, mm. and, and there were very strict rules around, I mean, a lot of Christianity was informed by the Romans rather than the other way around. 
Yes. I mean, Constantine used Christianity as the basis for building the Byzantine Empire. And, yes. And, and did it completely ultra, uh, self, selfishly, not altruistically. Yeah, no, absolutely. He couldn't give no, a absolutely. damn about Christianity. Yes. His mother was a Christian fanatic. Yeah. Yes. He did it so that he could control people. Yeah. So he I, realized it was becoming popular and, hey, if I can't make them scared of me, I'll make them scared of God. Yeah, yeah, ex- absolutely. And, I, and, and as a side note, I delve a lot more in that in the third chapter of my PhD thesis which I'm currently um, exploring in the development of how the Roman Empire influenced Christianity and especially how um, Christianity was formed by the Roman Empire. But my main uh, principle behind it is just to to try and explain of how this idea of a common ancestry and humans being made in the image of God was something that predated Christianity by eons. It's not something that was new. And I think this idea of the individuality was rather a response to asceticism, which was also something that predated Christianity and something that can be found in Hinduism and Buddhism in and of itself. Um, with Especially look at the, the karma tradition and the tantric tradition in Buddhism, where the idea of um, asceticism was very prominent and a patriarchal oh, influence. Yeah, but asceticism usually doesn't produce terribly many results past the life of the person who is the ascetic. No, true, but you so know, it doesn't have. It doesn't have. You know, for a religion to flourish, yes, it has to be passed on. Yes, and ascetics choose a certain, and Satanists, by your definition, choose a life where it's about me. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, and you all get to decide, but I'm not going to propagate this. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it dies out when you die out. Yeah, but I mean, who is essentially, you know, if you tell people this this idea of, um, you know, this idea of who's more important and or, or rather who's a better authority on yourself than yourself? Well, you, most people don't even figure out who or what they are until they're just about dead. No, I, I agree. I mean, but, even the ancient Greeks, a, the ancient Greeks used to say know thyself as an instruction yeah. rather than as a a suggestion. Yeah, and that's um, the idea being that by the end of your life you should know yourself well enough and you yes. don't until then. Yes. So this is like letting someone uh, decide their gender at age 13. Yes. It's not a good idea. No. It's going to lead to a lot of trauma later. No, absolutely. You can you can give them all the independence and freedom you yes. you, you possibly wish you could. Yes. And you hope that they'll accept that and take yes. responsibility for it, but it's not always going to have good results because a no, 13 year old doesn't know they're asking no, their No, Correct. Other. And that's why Satanism, per se, um, you know, the idea that we believe essentially that religion, in essence, should have a, a mature audience. You know, the idea of that, um, you know, it should have an 18 plus age restriction unless you are 18 years old. Well, it was Churchill's son who said if you only allowed people to take up a religion after they were 18, the Bible wouldn't be the most popular book in the world. Correct. Because you'd pick it up in a bookstore and go, What's this? what is all this? Yes. Um, okay, so you, but you've got fertile ground for these, these yes. ideas now. Yes. Because we're living in a time where people are very much self-centered and self-focused and even, yes. you could argue, self-absorbed yeah. to the point where they're, you know, they're but worrying even about Satanism, their brand online. Yeah. And Satanism plays into this in a way. Yeah, but it also like, contradicts the idea of, of, of self-importance, self-absorption in the usage of the term counterproductive pride. The idea of, you know, understanding that you are your own God, but not, you know... Yeah, but you make a, all the rules. Absolutely, okay, but so then not you, to, to denigrate the freedoms of others. You can't be the accelerator and the brake. So this is, this is the point with most of the religions. They have their texts, mm-hmm. and there isn't a central Satanist text, is there? Yes, there is. Um, the, it started with the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey, but essentially 
Um, People still using that? Not really, no. There so are then certain it's not a central Satan- text? No, not necessarily. But there are other texts <laughs> that essentially um, gain prominence. But it still remains the only de facto satanic conjecture on what they call uh, a lot of academics within satanic conjecture, um, such as uh, Jesper Agerson and um, okay, Don Hedderborg-White. My, my, my point is, you know, you've got the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 the, the, the original Jewish Pentateuch, you've got Ten Commandments. These mm-hmm. are the Ten Rules. They're quite clear, like, you, you shall not kill, mm-hmm. and you shall not, well, you shall not murder, let's yeah. be particular. Well, shall kill, not, murder, You shall word. not, you know... Covet thy neighbor's ox. Mm-hmm. They're very particular. <laughs> yeah. And and those are the rules because if you allow humans to make up their own rules, they just bend the rules. I know. I do this yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've decided I'm not going to drink until March. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get it right. Maybe mm-hmm. I won't. But the only person I'm responsible to for this is me. Yeah. And, and that's see, not always the best system for guaranteeing a good result. Yeah, but you see, that's where Anton LaVey differed. And he said that that's why, 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 why society needs dogma. Um, in essence, and that's why Satanism was an, a, a way to to use um, this religious vehicle to promote egocentrism and to promote the idea that you yourself are a valuable individual but in and of yourself. It didn't work terribly well because Satanists go, well, who the hell is Anton LaVey to tell us what to do? Yes. But so in other words, it's a self-defeating... No, but but you see, it's, it's not necessarily a self-defeating <laughs> thing because of the fact that it constantly... Um, it not just evolves, but reforms. And that's why Christianity... I mean, yes. you, you said just now that that's the central text. It hasn't been improved upon. We haven't had a, yes, there a, is. a, a Congress of uh, <laughs> Nicaea where you all you Satanists got together and decided how you're going to reform the text. Well, there was... You this, can't even decide whether you are in or out of a certain Satanist organization. I mean, I see here you're a member of... And I'm not fighting with you. Yeah, please, no, no, I, I, love, the, I love the, the critical I see you're a member of SAPRA, which is the South African Pagan Rights Alliance. That's correct, yes. So who else is in there? What do you mean? What is SAPRA? Well, South African Pagan Rights Alliance is a is, a, is an organization, a non-profit company um, that essentially represents the pagan community in South Africa. And I find that um, if we're talking about the occult as a general umbrella term, we automatically not can't just talk about Satanism without talking about paganism, without talking about um, muti, without talking about traditional healing, and all of these. Um, occult philosophies in South Africa that are automatically French groups due to the Christo-normative um, hegemony that we are experiencing in South Africa um, that disavows our existence by default. You know, I said earlier you, you, you're a clever guy and it's bothered me for a long time that people will will choose to base their entire philosophy about life, their religious mm decisions mm. essentially on a on a code that they mostly inherit from their parents yeah you mostly are a, most people are christian because they were born in a christian yes. country yes. christian parents absolutely you know if you were born in uh, saudi arabia yeah, you'd be a muslim. muslim yes full stop yes. and most people don't question it uh, most christians who are presbyterians can't tell you the difference between a presbyterian and a methodist yes most um most people who are in south africa can't tell you whether they're a, an ancestor worshiping uh, kind of uh, pagan, mm. uh, you know, sort of tribal, ancient wisdom, muti, sangoma, mm. that arrangement. But they're also a Christian. And yes. sometimes they're this one when it suits them and this one when they want to have an argument with yeah. something, so, someone yeah, yeah. about something else. Yeah. And I get the feeling like there's a lot of this lumping 
a coalition of the wounded together. Mm. It's like yeah. all the people who've lost the war getting together and commiserating with yeah. each other. And I don't know if that's helpful because – most of the people in the categories I've just described would have nothing to do with a Satanist. They don't see it as being an alliance. So I don't know how you keep the South well, African the, Pagan the, Rights Alliance together. It's like um, at a Miss World pageant. They all fucking hate each other, <laughs> but they're just all taking part in the competition. Yeah, but I, but I see that's, uh, uh, to me, in, in quite fairness, I think that's utter bullshit to, to be... Um, to be blunt, I think it's Miss World. Yeah, I agree. No, it's it's absolute nonsense. You know, if, <laughs> I I think if you have a common um, ground in 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 the sense of that, all you that a, you've got as a common ground is that you're against the majority religions. No, I don't think that's that's at all the case. I think that it's uh, this idea of that we're all trying to form an identity of otherness in a society but then which you might as well be a uni- a, a, an organization for the homeless. That's but, what it is. But there are organizations for the homeless. There aren't organizations for pagans. There aren't organizations for Satanists. Yeah, there are they, people that would like can't representation. agree on anything. No, it's it's not the fact that we can't agree on anything. I don't think that people, that's, that, 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 that should animist, be the purpose. What does an animist have in common with an Anton LaVey Satanist? Nothing. Exactly. So but, why would they but be but in an organization together? It's the point of that, the fact that it's the occult demarcation. It's like, why would I go to a meeting with communists? I've got nothing to talk <laughs> to them about. Yeah. No, but you see, the idea of it is merely to, you know, create an organization that represents these individuals. If you go into a workplace, for example, it's easier for you to get a job if you are an outspoken Christian than if you are a um, an atheist or a Satanist, for example, or even a pagan. There is daily cases where I have to engage with individuals and help them with legal disputes because their employer refuses to accept the fact that they, according to the constitution, have freedom of religion. And that is something that I find if we are promoting the fact that since 1994, we are a secular government, we separate a church and state. You can't just go around and remove people's rights in the name of your religion and have them be okay with it. And this is yeah. what I think the South African Pagan Rights Alliance is doing and what I'm contributing I mean, we're, we're to that. A, we live in a fr- fairly free society. That depends on who you are. I mean, compared to what? What would give, Name a better society to live in. I can't really, no. Well, so you're, you're utopian then? I don't think so, You think, think that, so, that we, no? can, we are advancing towards some unattainable goal of perfect social harmony, no, I d- perfect I don't, acceptance, individual rights to the maximum, I don't, freedom of speech to the maximum. I mean, a lot of this is attractive to many of us. Yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily where I'm going. I think it's... So what are you hoping for? I mean, we, we can never have perfection. No, absolutely. You know, there's no such thing as a solution. There are only compromises. Absolutely. So the compromise here is we live in a country where you can marry anyone you want. Yes. Where you can, well, you can speak out against the president. Mm-hmm. You can... Practice pretty much any religion you like. I mean, I don't know that there are any that are completely barred by the Constitution. No. Right? So this is an approximation of the freest that humans have ever been. Yes, in a certain sense. So what people say, what the, what the fuck are you moaning about? You're no. living in the best time. <laughs> Anyone with your ideas a hundred years ago would have been burnt at the stake. I know I would have. No, but you see, it's the fact that, um, and, and that's where the, the concept of freedom is in essentially should be should be queried because of the fact that is it if, uh, am I truly free if, if, if I do not have the same opportunities as my Christian neighbor does? But, I've never made a point of trying to sell not, a Christian so, to not so be a Christian. Are you not truly free because someone else has more money than you? No, that's not are what I'm not saying at all. Are you truly free because someone's better looking than you? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that I, for example, 
have to work extra harder to attain a modicum of success. As I told you earlier at the start of this podcast, um, before we, we start recording, you know, automatically, before I even arrive on the scene, there are sometimes where um, there are misrepresentations happening in the media. What happened last year with the Clava murder, uh, as, an, as a brilliant example, um, is how the media portrayed that this individual, um, I can't remember his name now, Daniel Smith, I think, who murdered the 13-year-old colored boy for stealing mangoes and stuffed his, his remains in his drain pipe, was, you know, his, his lawyer claimed the occult, blamed Satanism for it. And, you know, essentially he had um, Yahweh written in Phoenician on his, um, on his house. And that's the, the blatant hypocrisy that we're dealing with. The idea that all of these individuals have all of the rights, all of the privileges that they can most wonderfully have. But they can, you know, put a sign up on their, um, on their business that says no gays allowed, but that's against the constitution and they get away with it. They claim freedom of religion and they get away with it. The idea that there's a cross on every single Do you want mountain. access to places that you don't currently have access to? Is that part of it? No, I want to fight I mean, for the access. Do you want access. to go into a church? There's, there's this brilliant quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was a… Um, I mean, do those people not have freedom of association? Can they not choose to be around other other Christians? Yes, but I mean, it's it's the fact of the the the, and and that's what I can best explain it in terms of what Satanism's um, maintenance of the Satanic Temple, for example, says is that the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. But to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedom of another is to forego one's own. All right, forgive me because I don't want us to go around in circles here. What mm. is the ideal outcome? Like in a in a perfect world. Because Christians will tell you their perfect world, and it might be a world that has already existed. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Dark Ages, Medieval Europe, for all yes. we know. Um, some would say uh, the Inquisition was a pretty good approximation of what, like, solid Catholic yeah. 15th century teaching will deliver. Yes. Um, maybe people will say the time of the Crusades was the best. Yeah. Um, you know, fundamentalist Muslims will tell you that right now is is Muslim uh, theology is in its ascendancy, that that. Uh, the, the, the faith is growing. Mm. This is a good time to be a Muslim. But what is the good time to be your version of Satanism? Like, what is your? How would you see the world at its best? And what are your biggest gripes with how it is at the moment? Let's start with okay. the, the ideal outcome. I think the what I- world are we working towards? Here? I think the idea that we're working towards is a world. Well, a world that I want to achieve is a world of religious diversity. Where you can diversity worship. just for its sake. Yeah. In other the, words, the concept we just want, of we just want many colored Lego blocks not yeah, necessarily the, 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 built the, the, into the, anything. The, the fact that, you know, in, and I think that's what I would perceive a, a true secular age would be is the fact that a Christian can worship his Christian God, but not infringe on my right to be who I am as a Satanist or there? an atheist. Aren't we already there? No. No. Because I continuously, to this day, get still get death threats for who I am by the very same individuals that promote love and peace but in their the religion. Christians, there's this horrible church in America where they celebrate every dead body that comes back from Iraq or whatever, mm-hmm. and they consider, uh, you know, the, the the government to be uh, an inherent evil, and they are they're, they're like really really dark fundamentalist Christians, and they will complain in exactly the tone that you are now, that they're prejudiced against, people but, are mean, uh, they, they can't practice their religion fully and they're never accepted in certain jobs. I mean, the Scientologists will moan mm. about that too. Mm. 
So you're in the same position as them, then it's not so bad. I understand. And but you see, that's not my my like, ju- what are you I, moaning about? That's not my jurisdiction or, or something that I necessarily know enough about to comment on. I only know enough to comment on what I see in South Africa and the injustices that hap- that's happening in South Africa. And that reminds me of quite ironically enough. Um, a, a quote from the Bible that was actually a very uh, favorite of my late grandmother. Um, and I wrote a research paper on it during my master's on the injustices of the Dutch Reformed Church and how they've not inc- accounted for it to this day. How the fact that the Belhar Confession has not um, been yeah, accepted into church those legislation. Are already dead. And no, 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 they the are sin- still calling the shots. No, no, no. I mean, the people, the people who established the Dutch Reformed version of Christianity, and and John Calvin, who gave us Calvinism from which yeah. they all stem. There's a lot you can complain about there, and yeah. justifiably, you know, this Absolutely. idea of sin and guilt and and the idea of that certain people are suffering. more special than other. Well, God chosen by God. I, I don't know about that. It's uh, they attach it to suffering. Well, the and, doctrine of election is a Calvinistic doctrine. Sure, but the idea, and this is central to a lot of Afrikaans conservative yeah, thinking, absolutely. is that you only come close to Jesus if you suffer like he did on the yes. cross. So your life must be miserable. Exactly. And you must never have true happiness. And if things are going well, don't worry, some shit's coming. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that that you yeah, can yeah. read into Afrikaans yes. culture. And, and it's very prevalent today yes. still. But the reality is like, who are you going to hold responsible for that? There are people who still believe it and there are people who don't. And you see people moving away from religion in some places, moving yes. towards it in others. I still don't know what your ideal world looks like other than that diversity A is world, being celebrated. Uh, another part of my world is where kids do not get ostracized by their parents for choosing to form an identity of their own that contradicts with their They should their be ostracized by their parents if they don't follow their parents' rules. Where else are they going to grow up? No. Who's going to look after them? No, but you see, I think that's... If you want your parents' love, at some point in your infancy, you have to decide that it is worth pleasing your parents. No, I think that every child should have the right to have a loving home where they are accepted and embraced for who they are. I and wasn't... who can do that better than the parents? Exactly. I mean, if not the parents, who's going to take them in? Precisely. So if you don't please your parents, then where are you going to go? But it's the matter of, inju- it's a no, matter no, no. of injustice. I'm, I'm, this is a very practical question. So... Parents don't approve of the way a child identifies or what they believe in or whatever else. And they're unhappy with their child and they turf them out. Mm. Or child protection services under your government aegis, let's just imagine you're Mm -hmm. in charge of the world, Mm -hmm. comes and takes them away. Where do you take them to? Like, where do you take a five-year-old that that doesn't doesn't agree with their parents? But I don't want to be in charge of the world. I'm not this. Understand, you just said, it's a very clear, you've you've given us your dogma Mm. in this case is, you want kids to grow up with total acceptance. Parents shouldn't accept everything their children say. What if a kid wants to uh, jump off a high building? They should say, no, no but you, you can't. Exactly. But <clears throat> again, you know, I think we're, we're, we're delving into post hoc fallacies because of the fact that essentially jumping off a building is not the same as asking your parents for the menial thing of accepting your identity. If you want to be a Satanist and you're five or six years old. No, but you see, and five or six say, years don't decide to be Satanists. So then give me an example of what, what kind of a world these kids would have things that they don't already have. So a good example is my own childhood, where I had parents who are very accepting to who I was. Um, they didn't force me in any direction. They, my mother wanted to, to raise us um, a certain way of visiting a synagogue or a, a temple or a Buddhist uh, in, in institution to, to show us 
a matter of diversity, whereas my dad wanted to raise us in a certain fashion where he grew up in the RGS, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but later on, both my parents, because they come from creative backgrounds, my dad's an artist, my mother's a, in a communication specialist. Um, these are free-thinking individuals. My dad it sounds like you had a <clears throat> good, you like yes. your parents. You're it, happy you had your yes, parents. Yes, I absolutely am. And I'm um, so why did you couch it as a grievance in the beginning and say, because of the way I grew up? No, not because of the way I grew up, but be- I, I, I never wanted uh, that. Perhaps I, I, I reiterated myself uh, wrongfully, it's but okay. um, it's not to say that I grew up wrongfully. It's the fact that I thought that this is what the way pe- all people grew up. I you, thought that, you know, parents would tell me, you know. You can't I mean, raise everyone's kids. No, 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 no. That's I not what I'm trying to say. I see parents who don't smack their child when they start screaming in a shop. And I think. That was my kid, but I don't get yeah, involved. No, but you see, and that's the thing. Um, I believe in the concept of freedom to be who you are, unless, for example, you are a danger to yourself and others. And the idea of do no harm, um, you know, what's what's that 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 anecdote from from Crowley? Um, um, do Alistair what thou wilt. Yeah, the, Alistair Crowley. Do what thou wilt shall up. be the, the 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 whole of the law, but do no harm. Okay, let's talk about what people think Satanism is. Yes. What about the animal sacrifices and the baby sacrifice, the baby's blood and the and the goats and the pentagrams? Well, you see, that's quite ironic and that's something that is derivative of the satanic panic, a moral panic that emerged during the, the late 60s to the early 80s where um, people started to experience a shift in culture. Everything um, was crumbling around them. The idea of whiteness was... Um, basically crumbling around them. There's brilliant research being done, or that was done by Professor Nikki Falko from the University of Edvartisrand, um, from the Department of Media Studies, who basically ascribes the satanic panic as um, a panic that was basically, that, that, that emerged or originated from white fragility because oh, of the see, fact- now this is where, so this is where postmodernism enters the conversation. Mm. And this is where we muddy the waters now, mm. because we, you and I were talking very happily about religion, mm and about you know, whether or not you can exist as a sovereign individual, egocentrism or whatever mm, you called mm. it. But now we've gone into this very, very messy and intellectually vapid part of what academics do when they invent <laughs> terms. And they, 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 they assume that they can now take down and destroy all the invented philosophies before them because they have all the answers. And this is where this, I mean, I don't know this I professor disagree. that you're talking about, but this sounds like absolute nonsense. And I no, can't believe I, I disagree. You could, I can't believe you could study this stuff because it doesn't have any tangible no, results. I, I disagree because of the fact that it's, it's quite formative in the cultural shift in the sense of that how these individuals experienced a moral panic because of the idea of what they knew was being... But these ideas about Satanism predate that. No. Yes, they do. No, they don't. The idea of cats and witches and, my God, Salem. In the witch trials of Salem, they were talking about animal sacrifices and babies' blood. Yes, but blood you see, that was again... Uh, so don't say you don't. it's not true. I've just told you it's true and you know it's true as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Satanism per se didn't exist back then. Satanism today is a, is a, is a modern um, construct. It's a modern religion per se. It's not something that, you know, can you can find traces of, of Satanism in early religions and in early movements just as much as you can find traces of Christianity in early Sumerian um, mythology and the Akkadian myths. Um, You're just graying black and white areas for me here. I want to know about, like, where, where on earth 
Do people who want to do animal sacrifices and kill babies and worship the devil, where do they go if this isn't Satanism? I don't know. I think it was merely, you I know. Mean, give it, them a chance. Escape, it's a scapegoat. There were those Krugersdorp killers. Were they real Satanists? No, they were Christians. They called themselves Electus Perdeus, chosen by God. They were a Christian cult so from another Christian So are there any of those kinds cult. of Satanists or is that a completely made up thing? That's and, a completely made and, up and, thing. And what do Satanists then do on a day-to-day basis? Again, I'm asking mm. you this from a position of yes. like what the average guy on the street thinks. Yes. Because if they're sitting there listening to me and you talking about postmodernism, they've already stopped listening. Yeah. What they want to know is like who is doing the animal sacrifices and who is drawing pentagrams and do you do midnight uh, witchcraft ceremonies in the middle of I a forest? I think serial killers, serial killers do these things. <laughs> okay, all right. Serial killers abuse animals. All I right. am a huge lover of animals. I have two cats at home um, whom I deeply love. And I am no stranger. Everybody that, that knows me know that I absolutely have a deep passion for animals. And I think that animals, um, in essence, well, I share a deeper love for animals than I do for humanity due to the fact that I find that animals... Um, experience the, the the brunt of humanity, but yet religion has taught us that humanity is the superior evolved construct of of, of 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 species. Yet animals are being ruled over by this species, and it's something that I find, um, you know, th- that the Bible, for example, says that I don't know, you know I mean, religious people. Again, you brought up Hitchens earlier. He always said that the great contradiction is that. Religion makes people feel like that they're, they're the center of the universe and that God is constantly thinking about them. So there's a huge yes. amount of hubris there. But yes. there's on the on the alternative, they also are constantly prostrate before God. Yes. You know, we're nothing. Yes. I am nobody. Yes. Please notice little old me. Yeah, and that's uh, how, if and, God and, doesn't and, answer my prayers, well, that's his yeah, prerogative. And that's unhealthy. But so so I I mean, you 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 can't say that all religions put people at the center of it. No, Sometimes. no, but but um, I'm merely referring to Christian doctrine, for example, and telling that humans should rule over over the earth, over the animal kingdom, whereas um, humans tend to to, as you said, egocentrically perceive themselves as the superior. Um, you don't think we've kind of proven that we rule over animals anyway? Yes, but I mean, it's the idea of that we can't classify ourselves as superior to animals when we are in and of ourselves animals. But this is. Uh, this is philosophical nonsense that again is reserved for academics the average person in hand-to-hand combat with a lion is going to lose no but but if they have a weapon they might win (laughs) and for for people who live outside of universities this is a more of a survival question than a philosophical one they don't care about the hierarchy but but it's but it's you you can't reduce it to just this this reductionist perspective of, of pure survival because it's so much more than that it's the fact that People abuse animals. People, um, you know, mistreat, you know, the the earth due to the so fact that, that we said, think that we You said mistreat and it made me think of what you said just now because there's a, there's a vein of misanthropy in you. Mm-hmm. You said you prefer animals to humans. You think animals are better than humans. Yes. I mean, okay, fair Maybe enough. Maybe that's I mean, just the introvert's I have pets and I, I, I like my pet more than I like a lot of people. Yes, but do you actually do, you, you you have a dislike for humanity? Are you a no, misanthropist? No, th- actually not. I think that humanity has a wonderful potential to self-actualize. So what are they doing wrong? Religion. So if we got rid of religion, because I've thought about this too, mm-hmm. if you could click your fingers and religion would disappear, um, what kind of a world would we live in then? What would be what would be lost and what would be gained? I really can't say because that 
But surely, it's, if you it's, think it's, by it's, getting rid of it, you've thought about the results. No, actually, if you not. Getting rid of religion was the solution. Then you've thought about what the world looks like on no, the other side of that rainbow. No, I don't think that getting re- rid of religion necessarily, and perhaps you, I you again, did say it now. Yeah, well, I think perhaps I. I'm just holding you to your own words. No, no, I, I, I'm glad that you do that, but I think I just, um, you know, impulsively reiterated myself, or, or you know, um, I basically. You know, express myself wrongfully. Okay, go ahead. I don't Re- want, correct it. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of religion. I want people to create a tolerance for other religions. I want people to create a tolerance for themselves, for others. I want individuals to have freedom to be who they are without encroaching those freedoms of others and basically denigrating so their own you freedoms. what do for that is have laws. Yes, and impose those laws. And and which laws do you think are good and which laws do you think are bad in society today? Well, the fact that the law of freedom of religion is brilliant. But and I freedom think that from they, religion. Yes, freedom from religion. The idea that people should have freedom without the imposition of individuals who come onto your turf, if I can put it that way, into your context and tell but them that you But that's exactly that what a fundamentalist should. Christian would say, is you can have all the freedom you like, but don't come into our church and tell no, but, our but children nobody, that. but nobody's coming to their churches and telling no, them. But no, no, but every religion has to, has to defend itself against these perceived threats, right? So if they hear you, and I, I don't have a problem with that statement. I'm probably more philosophically in agreement with you than against it. You said... You should be able to practice your religion. Yes. You should be able to have your philosophy. Let's not yes. even call it a religion. And you should be able to do that in the privacy of your own home Correct. or in a place where you and like-minded people gather together. Yes. And uh, you shouldn't be bothered by other people. Yes. They shouldn't be encroaching on your – that's exactly – Or what, exploiting um, others in their in their mission, such as, for example, another example could be used as Kwasi Zabantu faith mission where it's a complete cult that forces people to marry certain individuals who they sh- who the church decides they marry. Um, the, the Why, okay, so you, you, you're obviously, I mean, listen, I, I think Christianity is full of blemishes and there are lots of things that Christianity has to account for in history. Yes. But I don't hear you leveling those same accusations at Islam, for example. Well, is, Islam, uh, is Islam not a much bigger yes, threat to freedom? Absolutely. The fact that Islam is also problematic for the fact that Sharia law promotes the idea of child marriage. The idea of that uh, the Prophet Muhammad has had his uh, wife Aisha, who mm, was six 12, years old. Twelve, I think. Yeah, later. He married her when, married when she six. was six and uh, fertilized her when she was twelve. Okay. Um, and that's something that I find problematic. The idea of, again, the same issues in, in, in Christianity, the, the fact that, that kids get ostracized out of their parents' homes for being um, apostates, it's even worse in Islamic culture, how children and, and people in the Middle East are stoned for even... Uh, yeah, you'd be lucky to make it out alive. Exactly. And I think that's, that's inhumane. And again, people love to, to, to criticize Satanists and say, oh, no, you do animal sacrifices. What about the biblical texts that promote b- animal, animal sacrifices? Sa- I, I and the agree. fact that, you know, the, the God of the Old Testament, you know, murdered infants of the Egyptians because he chose to harden the heart of the Pharaoh and he wouldn't let go of the Israelites. So, you know, Yahweh basically um, created his own motive to destroy the Egyptians. First, So are you not at all interested in the devil as an idea? Because I find I it think a pretty, I think it's a fascinating idea. I, I think, think the idea that there was this angel, God's favorite son at that point, who was given awesome responsibilities and then had a big argument with his boss, 
and decided, well, screw you, I'm going to create my own kingdom and we'll fight over the the souls of mortals but you see, that's for eternity. The, that's the mythology that is being taught. But but that is, like, I'm just asking a nice story. Uh, there's no way you or I can say it's true or not true. Yes, there is. How? Due to the fact that if you read the ancient mythology, you'll no, see that... Who says that's right? The, the, if you, if you, who says that's right? Who says any of it? I could write a fiction book today, and in a thousand <laughs> years' time, they might think it was yeah. uh, some basis no, but, of, but you of, see, of that's, evidence but, in, the, in, the, in the Almighty. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 quoting ancient text doesn't help us here. It no. could be true. No, but it's merely, it's merely creating a point of reference, merely referring to the facts, rather than grasping at straws to entertain a narrative that is just, you know, ripped out of someone's ass. But, but postmodernism is grasping at straws. Every, every philosophical construct Correct. So is why are you, why are you creating a straws. special category here? No, it's not a special category. It's merely, it's merely correcting the biases, recorrecting the facts. I think, can I offer you some advice? Like, I think you would do well to, like, work for some NGO where you can help I people. am. That's Supra. I am but, but working. That's for not a real. I said earlier that you guys don't even know what you stand for. It's like a group, but no one has anything in common. No, we. You know, it's all you it's, do is you, here. We go. You focus on expressions of sexuality. This is now for for your 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 what you fight for, right? Yes. Pagan and other uh, minorities in South Africa focusing yes. on expressions of sexuality is a post theistic spirituality in Eastern, Western, and African esotericism. Uh, so. These, how, how, you're, you have different clients every day with different problems and none of them have anything in common. How can you possibly help well, them? Well, all of them have something in common in the sense of that they are a part of an oppressed minority. It's the fact that we are constantly having an uphill battle against a Christo-normative hegemony. But the I'm, in an, I'm in a, a, a minority, but so nobody cares about me because no, I'm an you're, atheist. You're, you're very lucky because of the fact that you know, you've you've made a, quite a success of yourself, and and that's but that's I didn't brilliant. start with that. No, of course not. And I constantly am getting heat from everybody who disagrees with me. I'm probably one of the most unpopular people in the country, but I don't go whine and join a group. No, absolutely, and I and I understand that, and I think that um, you know, and I like talking to people like you, but I don't understand why you've got a chip on your shoulder. You seem like a smart guy. You can make a big difference. You probably are making a big difference in the world. But this idea of having to part of you wants to belong. Yes, but so, I, but I, but is that so wrong? Wants to belong, but you want to belong so badly that you're trying to find a whole bunch of people you have nothing in common with no, to belong it, to. No, it's not that. It's the fact of that I advocate for individuals who I have shared issues with, or, or not shared issues with, a shared um, mission with. The individuals I affiliate with. But the reason with, you're all belonging is because you don't belong. But one thing that I've that I've heard from my dad, which is something that is something that was quite significant that he taught me from a young age is that you're not an island and I can't presume to be an island. And he has this philosophy, philosophy. We, 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 we spoke about it briefly when I visited Cape town, um, this week, you get this along with week. your parents. Yes. hundred like, percent. What, what do they think of the friendly Satanist? Do they follow they you on social it. media? They, they absolutely support it. Um, they have no issues with it. As I said, my dad's an artist and he's not the most popular individual for that very reason. <laughs> Um, obviously, there are certain things we disagree on, but um, it's the idea of that they understand my reason, they understand why I do it, and they see that I'm an advocate for the underdog, because if I don't do it, who's going to do it? If I'm not going to, you know, affiliate myself with, for example... So you've heard um, of Messiah Complex. You can put it that way, but I don't no, think No, 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 I'm not way. saying it's you. 
but it, you made me think of it now. Yes. Like you, you're the champion of the underdog and all this. There's, there's this idea that some people, yeah, but I mean, you're a lot of them on social media. And, I'm not and, saying it's you. Yeah. There are a lot of these people on social media who come across as being, I'm, in a, I'm here to help other people. That's what they keep saying. Yes. They, they're, not, they're looking for clout for themselves. They want to say I helped people, but they don't really care about other people. There's none of that going on, right? Yeah. Is that what's happening with you? You don't think so? No, I don't really, you know, I don't really want to to use it for clout. Um, but my perspective and my helping people is just to have them enjoy the same freedoms that I enjoyed in my own life. The fact that I see, why can that person, for example, put a cross? Why can, why can a Christian, and this is my, my, my um, grievance per se, why can there be five churches in a single 10 kilometer radius and one individual is criticized for being a pagan and for not attending church? Because this country was, was, was colonized by yes. Christianity. Exactly. So it makes sense that they're five But if we are around. trying to uh, move and, and, into and a that, new who, society. Who, like, do people attack you for what? That thing you're wearing on your, around your neck? Or for your tattoos? Like, how often do you get shit for the way you look? Every day. Really? Every day. What kinds of things do people say? Well, the fact that um, they equate me with animals. They say I look like a bull just because I have nose piercings. They, but those, know, I mean, lots of people have nose piercings no, but exactly. these days. It's not such a big deal, is it? Precisely. And that's what also surprised me. I mean, where are you hanging around outside churches with very conservative tunnies who wear like hats? No, I, I don't, you know, I don't make a point of, as I <laughs> because said. Because I don't think you look that different to so many no, people I see on the streets. No, but you see, it's, it's, it's really, there's a, there's a mentality. But are they, do they just, do they say things to you? Yes. They, they, you know, for example, um, call, they they, they've called window. me a transvestite. They've called me a... A transgender individual. They've told me a confused young man. But is that insulting? Because aren't we meant to be okay with transgender people? Yes, but I'm not transgender, and it's it's not the fact that um, it's it's the the, the pejorative me, in and of itself. Call me uh, racist, misogynist. Yes, no, uh, I know. Sexist, homophobe, transphobe, Islamophobe, gay, straight, all kinds of other things. I don't like. Why no. do you care? You don't care. You're, no, you're living I do a not really, care. You're living an authentic life. Right? No, but I know. You're happy with your life. Yes, I am. You wake up in the morning, you don't want to be anyone but you. Yes. And That's great. No, but you see the the ideas that using it as a pejorative, pejorative sense is is not it's not okay. But who are these people that you want to help? If you haven't got a mandate, it's like the politicians, you know, people say to me sometimes, "Oh, if only you were running for president, I'd vote for you," which is ridiculous because I'd never want to go into politics. Absolutely, but same. I'm, I don't have a mandate from anybody. There's no one out there who's sending me to represent them somewhere. No, but and I th- and, and I do this show, and probably people agree who listen to the show with nine out of ten things, and then there's that one thing, and they'll go, "Ah, oh, well, that asshole," and they'll never mm, listen to me again. Yeah, and that's okay. Absolutely, but nobody's giving you or me a mandate. No. So why just, do you feel you have to stand up for all these people? Because of the fact that. Their existences are being denigrated by the very so people what? in their context. You can't do about that. I believe and I can. And those same people who are mean to you on the streets, right? And the same people who will be mean to all these people you're worried about. Someone's mean to them as well. Yes, I know that. So but what? I, what balances out? Yeah, no. But you see, it's it's. Um, while I understand where you're coming from, I don't think that's, in essence, the point. I think that when you have a passion, I think that all of us have a sort of a passion, things that drive us, things that force us out of bed every morning. And for me, it's fighting for individuals who dare not say who they are due to the fact of who their very identity 
upsetting individuals. I think that's admirable. And I think that's admirable. It's something, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And it's something that I've driven my academia towards. It's something that I've used my platform towards. And even though I've used my platforms for good, I still do not gain the, get the same voice. Here's what, here's what bothers me. It's like the guy who invented those things that you put around the bread to keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. Those things that you put on. Mm -hmm. He invented that thing. And he's made tons of money. And he's probably, I don't know, he might not even be that bright. He might be a chilled guy. Maybe he drinks too much. Maybe he, I don't know, he could be horrible. He could hit his wife. Maybe yeah. his kids hate him. Mm. But he's invented this thing which is super fucking useful. Mm. <laughs> right? yeah. And then you are doing what you're doing, which may be useful and you may help a lot of people in your life. I'm doing what I'm doing. Who knows yeah. what good I'm doing in the yeah. world. But that guy has made more of a difference than us. Yeah, that bother, that bothers you. It bothers me. The guy with the bread thing that fucking irritates me. <laughs> that bother you? Not really. No, I've never thought of. We're it sitting that way. here talking high-mindedly about you know Foucault and yeah, and, but I and think the existence it's... of God and whether the devil actually existed or not. And that guy's drinking a brandy. Yeah, at three in the morning. Uh, because he's got so much money, he doesn't have to worry about a damn thing. Yeah, but I just he's got a good think, life. But you and I have a good life, is what I'm getting to. It's like this is the best time to be us. Yeah, as an atheist, right? And I'm I've I used to be a militant one. Yeah, I was a horrible Same. person. Yeah, I used to be one of those people who go around actively trying to take people's religion apart. Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't give me any joy now with the reflection. Same. I must have been a horrible person for some of my friends to be around. All I did was upset people. No, I agree. But that's, but, but, but that's, but use, even, that's, even with all of that as, and the benefit of hindsight, now is a good time to be me. I'm allowed to not have a religion. Yes. Before I would have probably been burnt at the stake. Yeah. You would have definitely with the but, tattoos but, yeah, and but, but, long hair, you would have been <laughs> tickets. Yeah. But it's but a good time to be alive. But certain things change. And certain things don't change. And, you know, the idea of uh, another example is what my mother al also have, have used in the sense of where, um, you know, certain individuals in the Colosseum and the Roman history, because you're such a fan of Roman history, um, people were thrown for, to, to the lions for entertainment. Christians. <clears throat> not all Christians. Criminals. A lot of them. There were a, a lot, lot of, of them Christians, yes, but not all of them Christians. But a lot of people were thrown to the lions for entertainment purposes. And... That's still something that happens in in a in a in a more modern sense today. Is if you dare, and I mean, you you come from an English background, um, I'd say. So English, um, I, I'd say, not to be facetious or to to be um, problematic in that instance, but I think that there's a different approach to con controversiality and to difference such as atheism and non-religiousness when you're coming from an English background, such as an Afrikaans background. Because of the fact that I think the English, you well, know, you, you don't know my background. No, no, no. We, you're one hundred percent correct. We went correct. To, to school near each other. You told me. Yes. And my mother's family were Afrikaans. Okay. And I don't know that my family aren't going to fit the mold of being fairly conservative. You know, white South Africans. I don't know that you can break that mold, but I, I. <laughs> I'm not feeling a prisoner of my decisions. No, no, And I don't expect all. everyone to uh, include me. I'm not no. interested in diversity and inclusion and equity yes. because I don't think they exist. And I think that it's pointless to chase them as goals within themselves. If you have a good society, mm. and I've learned also, and maybe 
I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but perhaps it's something that you'll come to later or you don't ever want to, or maybe it's something you think is nonsense. <laughs> but I think I've learned to accept that Judeo-Christian fundamentals have informed the basis for Western civilization. And Western civilization is the best kind of civilization we've ever had. I think a plagiarized form of Judeo-Christian narratives from the West um, informed Western society. Not necessarily. Where was it plagiarized? Due to the fact that Jesus was now is now suddenly a white guy, you know. If you ask the average, of, if you, what does Jesus's race have to in in the no, whole? It's, the Bible was written at a time when race meant nothing. You can't now turn. That's typical postmodernist thinking. No, but what that, does but Jesus's that's whiteness or not have no, to but, do with but, anything? No, it's, the it's people who worship him don't give a shit what color he is. No, they they actually do because of the fact that it's a it's a cultural identifier. They know he was a Jew. Most. Most people in, in, in all throughout the years of Christianity were actively taking part in pogroms against Jews. Yes, and that's how you get fascism, due to the fact that Jesus was white, and that's how you know the entire idea of, of Christo-fascism was born. The entire Out apartheid regime. Yeah, the entire apartheid regime was built on Christianity about this idea of Afrikaner self-beskicking and this idea that Jesus is the epitome of you it's know a gross moral simplification. Whiteness. So, how exactly does the Western civilization, which we both I think agree this is the best kind of civilization, right? Depends. Where is a better one? I don't necessarily think right. you know. There isn't one because it's in your head. Comparative, but. If this is the best, if it is, I'm saying it is, you don't have to, then we must give credit to Judeo-Christian religion as being a basis of values and morals, the sovereignty of the individual, the fact that you have rights just because you are made in the image of God. These are ideas from Judeo-Christian thinking. No, but as I said earlier, that is factually incorrect. You haven't been able to cite where exactly it comes from if it doesn't come from there. No, I've told you earlier that it I, comes you, from… You mentioned the texts. That's in the, the Old and New Testament. No, I've, I've mentioned Sumerian mythologies. Name texts the text. Like what, the, the, the Epic Atrahas. of Gilgamesh? No, the Epic of Gilgamesh. I mean, not the Epic of Gilgamesh. That's a story. It doesn't not sort the epic there's of… No, people are rounded up as slaves, and it is absolutely okay for Gilgamesh, as I recall from that epic… That he just behaves as a god king, but not because just he the, is the descendant of God, and the others are not. But not just the Epic of Gilgamesh. Not, um, there are texts like the the, the Enuma Elish or the Atrahasis, or some of the other Akkadian myths that you can find this idea of that humanity was created from clay in the image of gods. The idea of that, but the, the born of the, the soil. important thing isn't isn't the origin of humanity here because there are no. But I'm stories. saying that All these them, origin they stories don't attribute of rights to them. No, but the I'm idea saying of rights being part of of no, no. It's it's the rights. But you're focusing on the on the where they they come from and if they descended from the gods. The rights that are attributed to humans when they are born, they have certain inalienable rights. That's that's part of uh, Jefferson's Declaration of Independence. Yes, but Jefferson that, wasn't a Christian. No, he wasn't, but he was a deist. Right? He didn't believe in a God that is interested in what you're doing every day. Yeah. He believed that there are creative powers and there are things that go above man. Yeah. And Satanism says there's nothing that goes above the individual. No. Right. So that's the point of separation. Yeah. And unless you're willing to at least grant mm. that this Judeo-Christian idea of rights has enabled people like you to stand here and sit here today and say what you think, and you're not going to give credit to it, that's just ingratitude. No, um, <laughs> I don't think it's ingratitude due to the fact that I think that 
um, legislation and and you know laws is such is is not ha, does not have any basis in in Judeo Christianity at all. With respect, we've got we've gone on for like over an hour here, right? So I've got to rip rip this thing you know, down to an hour at some point anyway. But I don't want to leave without you having had your say. It does mm. sound very granular and 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 numinous to me. It sounds like it hasn't entirely. It's not a religion fully formed. No, it's a religious philosophy, but it's merely um, using. I'm more the confused. Term of is what I'm saying. I'm more confused now than when I came in. It was easier for me to just have this ridiculous idea that Satanists were just the guys who backed the losing side. Mm-hmm. In this eternal fight between good and evil, there's no. Eternal and it seemed fight to me like it was a good no. basis for at least some good TV series. <laughs> okay, because I don't take any of this stuff seriously. Yeah, I'm interested in it, but I don't mm. take it seriously. I understand. But what you've told me is it's confusing as hell being a Satanist. It's really confusing. You have to apply your mind every day, and what would not Satan do? <laughs> what what should I do as a sovereign individual making my way in the world who believes in diversity and inclusion and Freedom. It's very complicated. This no, sounds like a lot I of think work. The explanations, an enormous amount I think of mental the, energy. The explanations are complicated because we've diverted a lot. But in essence, it comes down to the sovereignty of the individual. It comes down to the fact that and I'm one's telling you, perspectives and I'm resolve, telling you, Jefferson gave science. us that in the Declaration of Independence anyway. You don't have to be a Satanist for that. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't believe the Declaration of Independence is necessarily relevant to me. Um, but in essence, the idea of individualism, the idea of being one's own, um, the, 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 you know, property and, you know, owning oneself and using that as a spiritual drive force. See, you and I will agree. I can tell you now, this is why we don't have to go much further. We'll agree, for example, that if you want to euthanize yourself, yes, if you've had a long and difficult life and you've got cancer and you've only got a couple of months to live and it's going to be painful and horrible. You should yes. be able to sign a living will and yes. you own your meat. Mm-hmm. Right? No one else should be able to make that decision for you. Yes, We'll agree on that kind Absolutely. of thing. And it's going to be easy to have those conversations. The difficult conversations around the, the idea that I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of what you're saying has already been represented and duplicated in human history. But that's every religion. But that's the, every so religious philosophy. if it's not novel, philosophy. why bother with it? Just well, take on the trappings of the old and cherry pick like Christians do. What you like, some churches believe in the bread and the wine, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea that when you go there, you're actually, as part of communion, you're taking part in a ritual of scapegoating, stroke, being close to God, stroke, accepting the will of the Lord and taking the flesh and the blood and taking part in that sacrifice yourself, right? But some churches, all the ones who are not Catholic, don't believe in that. So you just cherry pick. Why call it a name? Because of the fact that I think calling it a name makes it easier to explain. Calling it a name... But you haven't made it easier to explain. I'm, more no, con- I'm not stupid, but I'm, no, st- I'm struggling here. No, but I think it's due to the fact that um, we've branched off, and I That's think my that, fault. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 quite relevant, and I think it's because of the fact that we've disagreed on the nitty gritty details instead of asking the question of what it is, what do we believe, and it's it's you something. Guys, you guys who study this stuff and and do PhDs in theology and philosophy, you don't get into the details. And that's part of the problem. 
No, it doesn't go anywhere. No, it's it's that's that's actually the it's a, it's a waste. It's smelling your own farts. <laughs> well, I agree with that. In most instances, I think that in instance, invent the bread uh, thing. It's it's valuable, and that's Got, what I'm doing. Work with me. Let's see. We can invent the bread thing, and we'll be happy. The bread thing. The thing that closes the bread. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I know exactly about. what you're talking about. Why are we doing this? And universities are full of people who have all kinds of arguments about the the details of some philosophical concept. They're overturning Nietzsche one minute, then they're 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 big Carl Jung fans the next minute, and it's it's this is a luxury society. We live at the best possible time where you can do that. You can study the things you're studying. It's amazing. I'm not against that. Yeah, I think it's great, but we've got to put it in its right place. No, absolutely. And its but right I place also... is like us talking like this. Yes. It might be, you know, let's say we get 500 people who want to listen to this. Yes. That's 500 people who I agree. you might have a positive influence. Yeah. On. And I've enjoyed talking to you, but I can't take any of it seriously. No, I'm and not I mean expecting that with, I mean any, that with I th- respect. I think, yeah, I mean, I, it's completely um, perfect. And I think that everybody um, has their own you know, prerogative of whether they want to take my sentiments seriously or not. I'm not asking you to take, take you it. seriously, yeah, as a person, and I hope I've treated you with respect. Yeah, no, but I, I think it's it's just a ma- it's just a matter of that. Um, you don't have to take it seriously. You just have to tolerate it and it, it needs, respect it. Like you need to tie up some of these details for me. We may have to have another conversation in the future. I'd love that. I'm I'm not uh, satisfied. No, but I think it's it's down to the fact that um, if, for example, you just read the 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 seven tenets of the Satanic Temple of the idea that you know one's body is inviolable to subject and subject to one's own will alone. The freedoms of others should be respected. Um, you know, you know, you should not force facts to conform to your perspective, but rather let facts dictate your perspective. And dictate your worldview according to science. Well, this take, is take called the, take that Satanism. one to the postmodernists because they won't understand. They try. <laughs> they have a fantasy and they try to make reality conform to their fantasy. No, but I think postmodernism is valuable to a certain extent. Oh, never done anything useful for humanity. Name one practical outcome of postmodernism that has made the world a better place. A bridge built, a bread thing invented, a person's life improved. All it does is make people perpetually unhappy. Yeah, well, you can say the same about nihilism and atheism, even. I'm a very happy atheist. <laughs> very happy. What a horrible yeah. way to end this interview. You know what? You, fuck you and your Satanism. All right. No, thank you, Tristan. Thank, thank you, very you much. Gareth. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Cliffcentral.com.